Hello and welcome back to the Talking Heads and Tails podcast. We are on to episode 24. Um, fair to say, boys, not much has happened in the last week. Um, I mean, I didn't think you'd bring it up like that. Um, <laughs> well, nah. I mean, obviously Salford got to the semi-finals. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, obviously it's been a bit of a weird week for the UK, having lost a queen. Um, long stint now, isn't it? What was it, 72 years? Yeah, it's 72 years. Um, longest, this our oh, good stat this, not coming up in past stats later, unfortunately, but she's the second longest reigning monarch in history. Do you know who behind? King Louis, the 14th. Yeah, you read that then too. Yeah, I thought that was a brilliant start. I enjoyed it. Who who is King Louis, the monarch of? France. France. Does sound like a French name, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) two and two is four, Brad. (laughs) To be fair, Pat, you can't keep a job for five months, so for her to do it for (laughs) 72 years... It's absolutely unbelievable. Caveat that that's not because Pat gets fired. Uh, caveat that Pat gets bored. Yeah. <laughs> On the basis that um, I did say today that he's already got a 10 or 15 year plan of future job hoppings. So every five months, Pat gets a new job. Honestly, no, I couldn't deal with the hassle of it. I might I might jump, but not not as frequently as every five months. It's just more 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 hassle than it is worth. I thought um, then that you couldn't deal with the hassle of being the queen, which No, no. I think good good innings to her, fair play. It's a it's an impressive innings. Um did you see one thing I enjoyed seeing this week, did you see the interview with her what do you call it? Like the police officer that hangs around with the Queen all the time. Did you see Who's the interview wrong? with No no <laughs> You know like She's got like a personal guard. Personal security um, guard. Yeah. Did you see the interview with one of her like old old guards? With the Amer- about the American. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely class. Yeah, it was funny that it was. Um... To, to, to be fair, I've seen obviously since she's passed, obviously a lot of things come to light, but just more things about her as an actual like person with like personality. Do you not know, like? It's it's easy to say, oh, just sits on a throne all day sort of thing but I've actually enjoyed watching some of the stuff being like she's took part in um, the great one was with um, Prince Harry when what's what's some games called where the Invictus uh, Games Invictus Games one with obviously Michelle and Barack on one and then they just trumped him by getting the Queen I thought that was brilliant um, I also like that video you can't really hear the audio but it's where she's at like some farm show and some cows come out and she just looks really excited and you can hit just hear a mime. Ooh, cows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly uh, though, have you been to an agricultural show? They're class. Years no. ago, like when I was younger. Of course you haven't. They don't do them in Lee. Uh when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. Um I'd but... also have zero interest in watching cows parade around. No, nah, but it's like who can grow the biggest courgette and stuff like that. Yeah, and like sheep shearing competitions, and uh, I think it's quite. I think it's good crack. And there's always some dodgy farmer selling puppies out the back of his uh, Land Rover Defender as well. I saw a video actually of someone setting a record of how many sheep he sheared in like an hour or something. Mate, there's a doco on YouTube about a team of people that go around New Zealand in our winter. Uh, well, no, it'd be like our autumn sheep shearing and then they come over to the UK for the like the opposite season and then do it and they basically just live on the road sheep shearing and someone's made a doco about it, it's class I tell you what, I get stick for not watching anything but you watch some shit yeah, We've been through this before, you are the opposite ends and I'm always in the middle, Brad don't watch anything <laughs> Pat watches too much so it eventually leads to him watching sheep shearing documentaries and then there's just me in the middle. 
As uh, it should be. Yeah, exactly. Pat, how has your week been? Yeah, pretty chilled, actually. Like, I think it's been a fairly busy summer. So, um, yeah, this weekend we just had some people around for food, had a bit of a chill, sort of went for a walk. New coffee shops opened about 150 metres away, so went and gave that a whirl. But, yeah, generally just pretty chilled, fellas. Has um, that, that only just opened? You've been talking about it since July. Yeah, they said it was going to be done by, by like, in, like, June. So, I've been waiting. Well, that was a investor. Yeah. Um, he had to spend his money somehow. He's bought a coffee shop. Yeah, exactly, mate. I had to. And then I was only disappointed when I got a cold coffee. Anyway, um, yeah, made a lasagna, which then got later described as a master chef winning lasagna. I thought, that's a compliment, if I've ever had one. But, I mean, I, you did show us photos of said lasagna, and it did look absolutely gorgeous, and I don't doubt your cooking skills. But who, who what credentials did said yeah. person have? I don't know. I, they've not credentialized themselves in the culinary world yet. So they did bring a sticky toffee pudding with them, which was incredible. A homemade, um, one. A homemade one, which was unreal. So I think, yeah, yeah. I think, do you know what? My sort of, the, 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 the culinary barometer I was getting reading from them was sort of fairly, you know, fairly capable in the kitchen. Yeah. So I, I took like... it. I took the I took the compliment and ran with it. I was happy with that. I like to swing my metaphorical culinary hog around <laughs> by, to- <laughs> by talking about depth of flavour. That's always my go-to. Yeah, it did have a good depth of flavour. It was um, a really good depth of flavour. Yeah, but but do you know what I did? Do you know the main ingredients? It was you know. Oh, uh, obviously, love, <laughs> love, and that's all you've got to put into a meal. Love and lots and lots of thyme, not the herb, and lots and lots of butter. Yeah. yeah. How much how long did it take to make the lasagna? Genuinely, like in terms of me actually doing stuff, I nipped out to the butchers like mid-morning, came back, browned all the meat off, put uh, some celery, carrots and onions in the bottom of the pan, got all them going. I think I'd knocked that together like forty-five minutes, and then I basically left that in the oven for, like, left that in the oven for like five hours. Mixed in a tin of tomatoes, assembled the thing, made a white sauce. I think in terms of my effort, it was maybe an hour and twenty minutes. Do you put celery and carrots in everything? No, but that's a no. I wouldn't never do that. But like, I'd put celery carrots in a, um, in a bolognese. Yeah, beef sure. ragu based. Yeah, yeah. If it's like. Yeah, if it's like a slow cooked pasta sauce, I'd be going colour, celery, and carrots. Like if it was like a steak and ale pie, I'd just be going onions, maybe a carrot, but that's more. Mushrooms not actually not even a carrot. In yeah, mushrooms do should not go anywhere near a steak and ale pie. No, agreed. I, I'm a bit of an advocate for mushrooms, so I'll disagree with you there. But that's for another conversation. Sounds like you had a good time though. Um, what? What company sticky toffee pudding? Custard. Nice. Yeah. Or yeah, it's a good go move. I think I'd probably rather have um a big custard fan, but I'd probably have ice cream and sticky toffee pudding. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say ice cream. I do like the warm and cold. Yeah, and I think sometimes the amount of times I've had sticky toffee pudding it's just burnt the roof of my mouth and I can't taste anything for the rest of Rest of time. Okay, I'm gonna bit of a curveball this because you made an assumption. We had cold custard. Oh god! I was oh, I was into it. It's been it's been good while since <laughs> last time. <laughs> Kick me out. Go on. Um, yeah. No. Other than that, yeah. Pretty chill weekend. What about you, Jed? What did you get up to? Um, well, I heard, well, uh, who who decided on the cold custard? Uh, they did. Like the girls. And I was like, not going to be the one that was like, can I individually have <laughs> hot custard, please? You see, Cause, you know, that, I'm just not that sort of person. That surprises me because I feel like you are that kind of person, especially with food. I feel like if if you want to do anything passive aggressive, it would be something like that. Fuck that! <laughs> you well asked you two. I was, I'm, I'm really easy going. Is- 
Cold custard is really, really, really rash. I quite like. I, honestly, I, I enjoy. Like, what triggered me to 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 mention that is, I do like the cold, the cold hot combo, and cold custard and hot sticky toffee work nicely. I was happy with it. I think custard's a bit too thick when it's cold, especially for a sticky toffee pudding. Like, if it was bird's custard and they were giving me it cold, I wouldn't be impressed. But it was like nice, you know, M and S jobby. Madagascar custard. vanilla. You know it. Actually, also I, tastes I, really nice, warm. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But it, honestly, Brad, give it a whirl. It's worth it's worth a go. So All you right. ask your friends to make a sticky toffee, sticky toffee pudding. I'll happily bring the custard, and we're next. Well, we're next at yours. here we go then. <clears throat> Rugby League World Cup weekend. I'll make you tea. You can bring pudding for everyone. I mean, it has to be sticky toffee pudding and custard. Yeah, can I just say, <laughs> if somebody asks me to bring dessert, I'm always buying it. Like, I'm never made, like, the fact that they've made a sticky toffee pudding means that. Like, just oh, yeah, it. you're always buying it. Well, yeah. come on, Jed. Someone slaved over a cooker hood to make your dinner, and you're pitching up with a Sainsbury's tart citron. The last time I went somewhere and had my dinner made for me and took dessert, I took eaten mess and didn't even like make it and just took cream meringue. You just fruit. took. <laughs> I just took the ingredients. <laughs> Imagine doing that for any other dessert. Hi, I've bought the ingredients to make a cake. Yeah, but it <laughs> yes. was a really. It, to be fair to me, it was a really hot day. It was like a couple of months ago when it was like peak warmth, and eaten mess absolutely banged. But you didn't make it. No. I mean, Hi, I've done it... some extra shopping for you. Do you make and eat a mess or do you construct it? I mean, make it in my eyes. It's not a building. Hi, you're listening to Talking Heads and Tales where we ask the <laughs> philosophical questions everybody's all, thinking about. All of life's important questions. Now, yeah. I've got an important question for you because it's a matter of national security. Yes. Um, is Vladimir Putin's Russian snipers operating in Didsbury? <laughs> because I've heard that there are some that are stuck behind enemy lines. Yeah. So, rugby on Saturday. Uh, this is this is my weekend. Rugby on Saturday. Played um, against Warrington. So, first half, they had the wind. All they were good at, really, was kicking. Their kicking game was was pretty good. So, what did we try and beat them at first half, kicking? We were the most stubborn team in the world. We thought, you're better than us than this, so we're still going to try and beat you at it. Uh, Second half was a bit more interesting. Made a break, and after I made a break, my hamstring went, and uh, I just went down. So, I'm currently laying on my sofa with some... Very short shorts on icing my hamstring. Uh, I can walk normally today, but yeah, it got described as looking like a shot stag. I've got, um, Brad, sorry, I've got one question and one statement. My question is, how far did you, when you broke, how far did you clear the line before um, Vladimir got you from 500 metres away? Um, I was clean through. What, uh, you were I'd, home straight? No, no, I'd probably... Like, I'd sell the fullback to beat, but it was quite deep. I was probably 10 metres past the line. Fair. And then statement is, don't tell me and don't give off a vibe on the podcast that you're wearing short shorts because you need to ice your hamstring. <laughs> I went into the co-op before in these short shorts, looked to myself in the mirror of the elevator and thought, I definitely am not dressed appropriately to leave, be leaving the flight right now. <laughs> but do I care? Short shorts short, you're talking, talking like rugby game day short shorts. Yeah, yeah, rugby game day short shorts. They're actually Leicester Tigers shorts. <laughs> when, um, when was the last time they won something then? Was it recently? Yeah, Leicester. <laughs> yeah, I think so. They, uh, they are the reigning champions, actually. <laughs> Sorry, absolutely got him there. These uh, shorts are from about four years ago, though. Five years ago. And you've only just started wearing them because you won recently. No, when, do you know when they were struggling? 
when they were when when they were when they were fighting relegation. I would no, you, I was supporting got, them. You, you got them in the five pound <laughs> sale because you were really shit, and then only just started to wear them now because you started to win. Um, talking about five pound sale, that's really shit. Off eBay, I've got a really I've bought a really really questionable witness Viking training top for two unreal. Pounds. Two pounds. Send a link to that. Uh, when it comes, it should come hopefully sometime this week. So I will send you a photo. Um, after rugby, we went on a social around Didsbury. Uh, about 25 lads all dressed in double denim. Also, I'm now like an advocate for double denim. I thought, I thought it was class. Did you get new jeans or did you stick with? So I got new jeans because well, I... Get into them. You what? Could you not get into them because you're hamstring? No, no, I could get into them. But I just wore new jeans. All right. Um, because I realised that I've not got a pair of normal jeans. What, what do you mean by normal jeans? Like ones that you could wear with a T-shirt and a shirt. What do you mean normal jeans, Brad? Boot cut, obviously. Oh, like, the, like the, the only jeans I've got are like, <laughs> are like mum cut jeans. Do you know what I mean? Like, not got like you want to say it, don't you? Just say it. Mom jeans. Mom jeans. Now you're like baggier jeans. Like you couldn't really wear with a shirt. Okay. Um. So yeah, I did that. I got absolutely levered. Uh, so yesterday was feeling very sorry for myself. Uh Decided to get a taxi to Didsbury to get my car because the trams weren't running through the centre of town and I didn't want to walk through. Uh, and I, had, I probably had one of the unhealthiest days on earth yesterday. I went from a bacon egg sandwich for breakfast with six rushes of bacon on. Health fit, protein. Streaky bacon. So it wasn't that big. <laughs> Into a cheese and onion and chicken bake combo from Greg's. Into half a large meat feast pizza, some nachos and some chicken bites from Pizza Hut. Did you polish it all off? Uh, I only had half a large pizza. Uh, all polished off with a gold whisper. Ooh, nice. interesting shout. Yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I was in Whitby last week. Uh-huh. Weather was up and down. But yeah, we're nice, to, nice to see the family. Yeah, and just, just have a bit of a chill, really. Brad, obviously, massive win. For the boys at the weekend. Huge. Yeah, well, it's part of dead enough. I don't understand why you highlighted if your week wasn't spending at least four or five hours with me on Friday, but we'll we'll leave that for another <laughs> time. <Ooh. laughs> uh, I, next week's I, pod. Can we just say yeah. I had a really nice time with you on Friday, Brad? <laughs> and it was good to see you. Um I just didn't yeah, want to was... make part of hasn't moved to the northwest yet, but keeps mentioning it fame. A bit jealous. <laughs> And that is also a topic for another conversation, or not, not, not a conversation to have with Brad and Jen, but to have with G. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time. there'll be a time, time and a place. No, busted the old cobwebs off on the golfing range. Not played in, I'd say, oh, well before uni, so it was like six, seven years, eight years. Um, you looked good. Yeah, I got back into it. Quite well. It's dead deceiving a driving range. You're hitting it off perfect ground, but um, metal resisting the ball all right. So um, I did did really enjoy it, apart from when I started to get blitters at the end. But good. That's that's what hard work gets. I also and enjoyed it. Good. And what did watched. you get blisters from your shoes or your hands? Were you wearing that- golf shoes? Is that a normal question for a driving range? I've I've just never been at the driving range and been like, oh, I must stop soon. I've got blisters. On your hands? You've never got a blister on your hand from a driving range? What are your grips made out of? Sandpaper? To be fair, they are old clubs. They are old clubs, yeah. But even then, you're hitting 100 balls in the space of, what, an hour? Yeah. Yeah, my little back that, that goes before. You, you were about plus 120 last time you had oh, a round, didn't you? Honestly, big chat from you two fellas. I've seen you boys hitting, hitting balls at driving range. 
We'll have to see how many over hundred we honestly. Yeah, we'll see. Me driving range. I've not been in years, but when you I've got videos down, of you. Yeah, I did well, didn't I, Josh? Yeah, I was proud. We even treated ourselves to a pint afterwards in a very nice establishment. Looked like a really nice spot, that actually. <laughs> it was so deceiving that photo. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was like seven fifty for two pints. Wow. Yeah, and then so I watched the rugby on Friday evening, and then I got the train home. Managed to get the wrong train home, so instead of going to Walton, I went to Bolton, which it's not not an issue. Just probably twenty minutes away from where I needed to be. So I thought I have a wait half an hour for the next train, but then I'll get home for another hour. Or I got into a lovely gentleman's Uber who was nice. I had a bit of a chat, see what he does with his life. And then he says, we'll just talk about going on holiday and stuff. And he was, um, said he's been to Thailand like 18 times in the last like 10 years, which I found interesting. And I was just asking all about Thailand, why he likes to go. It wasn't until yet, so we got into sort of like my estate where it was like, oh, you, you need to pay. It's like hundred pound a day when you're out there. And I've never been, but I've always thought mm, Thailand's not hundred pound a day. Food's not that expensive. I thought, I went hundred pound a day. Like, what we broke it down into? That is that including your hotel? He's like, oh no, that's that's because of the girls. I went, oh Jesus. So he's he's, he's breaking down the the relationship relationships of what happens whilst he's in Thailand and he's saying he saves about £40 a day for him. I mean, what, every day? He's like, oh, yeah, of course. It's like, Jesus Christ. This is a conversation I don't be having in the back of a taxi. And then, um, but no, it's quite interesting because he's saying how he, <laughs> he doesn't have the same girl for more than three days because of, like, emotional attachment and stuff. I was like... He's nuts, and he was just dobbing all his friends in who go over there and fall in love and spend thousands and thousands. That is oversharing for a taxi driver. I mean, I've had some uh, chatty taxi drivers over the weekend, but yeah, that's. No, I'm a social person. I love a bit of conversation, a bit of question, but even it got to the point where I was like, how have I ended up here? Why has he not talked about all the nice places in Thailand? It was like. <laughs> But he even said, I've only covered 2% of Thailand. I was like, why do you keep going back to the same fucking place, dragging the same girls? <laughs> Speaking about you liking conversation, Pat, I didn't, didn't say this when we chatted yesterday. Um, Friday night, when we were at uh, Toll, we a friend of the pods uh, watching the rugby. And when we were going home, we got in the lift and it stopped at another, another floor and some guy got in. And he got in, the doors closed, and Brad just went, well, the Queen's died. <laughs> you kidding? How did he respond to that? He just didn't. My heart and my head just like fell off. I was just like, what the fuck? Why would you say that? Oh, I, do you know what I thought? He got in and I was like, right, I'm going to make this awkward and make sure there's no conversation coming back from it. I've done it a few make times. This all... Did he get yeah. back in the lift and collect his head from the floor that he got in? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he scurried off quite quickly when we got to the ground floor. Yeah, it's quite humorous. Not humorous, obviously, because the Queen's died, but no conversation yeah. came from it either, which is even fun. Yeah, no, yeah, it was definitely one to uh, one to remember. Then <laughs> uh, Saturday, nice early wake up for a trip to Huddersfield to watch the mighty Salford Solly Reds. I thought I was getting on a coach, ended up getting on a double-decker bus, which, after a day on the beers, coming back on a double-decker bus, it's not convenient because there's no toilet facilities and everyone needs to piss. Top deck at the back, though. Or the front. front. Front's not bad on a top deck, on double-decker. What, for weird? No, for you. Just good fun, isn't it? Novelty. It fun. Yeah. It, it, do you know what? Good journey, good day all round. Salford... Fans travelled in numbers. Yeah, shame about the past. game. It looked average, didn't it, Jed? Uh, to be honest, I've not even watched it. <laughs> I've watched it twice. Just one for me and one for you, Jed, <laughs> so don't worry about that. Hold on, hold on. You've watched it twice. And that, by that, do you mean you watched it live and then you've now watched it on Sky Sports twice? Or Channel you've 4. done? 
Oh, You've no, done it once. One. Once live, once watched it back. All right, fair. But yeah. How, how many pints were you deep by the time you got home? Um, enough to have a, a dissatisfied of a half. Because uh, I was at, <laughs> I said I said I'd get in at half six and I got in at quarter to eight. Um, <laughs> I'd I'd say conservatively ten. Fair, yeah. like it. I mean, and that was starting at ten thirty and getting back at eight. Probably well, yeah, like half, like half seven. Just vlog that, mate. Went out. Saturday night to a lovely restaurant, a lovely establishment in Manchester. Met Julian. Yeah, Oscar, I don't know nice how. Guy. Give me ten points. I'll bet you Judy's absolute ear <laughs> off. Ear off. off. After more points. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I didn't actually. There's this I, guy. I felt He's so called Brody bad. Croft, right? Yeah, and <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I could have got him to invest in himself. But devil's actually pay his guy a bit of fine. No, because the guy he was with is someone I know, and. He told them I was an Everton fan, which instantly was like, oh, I don't think they like me. Which I was like, but, but anyway, but I won two, two uh, Premier titles, so it doesn't really matter now. I was like, yeah, fair. <laughs> they argue. Yep, fair. And then yesterday we had a nice 18 holes, didn't we? Oh, why play real golf? Why? It, why stress yourself on real golf when you can be in your living room and stress yourself out on PJ Tour 2K yeah. And the thing is, you don't get wet or cold or sunburnt. Yeah. You don't. Or, or any better at golf. Yeah. You only really have to yeah, use your true. thumb. Yeah. Yeah. And rather than waiting for beers after, technically, not that we did, technically you could have beers during if you wanted to. Might impact your game a bit, but you could just restart it. Yeah, I mean... On the topic... Go on. On the topic of restarting it, I did that this evening because I was six under, got to the last hole, hit it in the water three times on the bounce. (laughs) Power came straight out the back of the PlayStation. (laughs) Oh, Patrick. Was oh, on, wow. What difficulty are you on being six under? Pro am amateur. Pro am, I was on uh, six under playing at TPC Sawgrass. The 18th hole's the one that's like the one and set into the yeah. middle of the lake. And I just hit my shot too slow and it spooned it off to the right three times in a row. And I was like, "That's I've had enough of that. I played immaculate golf all the way up to it. I thought, no chance. Mate, uh, no wonder you no wonder you wouldn't yesterday with all this practice you've been getting in. He's been keeping that yeah. quiet. Six under on pro am. Who does he think he is? I must, uh, um, the listeners would also like to listen off the back of going into water. Jed was comfortably leading at one point. I think he was two <laughs> shots, <laughs> two shots in the lead, and it was like a dog leg from left all the way to right and a bit of water, and you could. Go from T to from T to flag in one shot. So Jed tries to do an audacious draw all the way around just to try and get it in one, and then upsets Brad going, "Don't slice it, you'll go in the water." Next minute, <laughs> water. Yeah, that wasn't ideal. That was probably when my day got to the lowest point. That you went from that was a turning point. You did go from what two under to? I finished like four over. Yeah, yeah, the yeah six, six shot lead at one point. Um, yeah, I made myself better with pizza and watching the Social Network, which you said was a great film. Which today, today, I've never seen. Have you not watch it? It is class. Is it? Yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Not, um, not an ad. You know, when Brad. You... Check reviews for films. Do you use is it IMDb or IDMB? IMDb. Yeah, yeah. Or do you use? I heard of something. Take all. Is it Raw Tomato or something like that? Rotten Tomato. Rotten I don't tomato. use either. Oh, do you not? No. I only do it when I'm checking Netflix. Well, I'm seeing not to watch anything on YouTube, but that's another story. To be fair, the problem with IMDb is 
like if it's a fairly recent film, it's just got good reviews anyway, unless it's like a, a stinker. And you can normally tell from the trailer if it's going to be like really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a banger, actually. Have you seen The Grey Man on Netflix? No. I thought it was terrible. I'm sorry, Brad. Did you? Oh, we watched... Yeah, we watched it Bank Holiday weekend when um, a friend of the pod, Charlie, was up and we all watched it and got a takeaway. And it's like two hours long. And we were all being really polite about it, but like in like after about an hour and a half, I just looked at Charlie and, and George and went, "This is shit, isn't it?" And they were like, "Yeah, it's terrible." <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. It was action for two hours. There's no, there was absolutely no, there was no storyline whatsoever. Like, do you know how like Marvel, which you've obviously uh, dismissed, but we won't, we won't go back to that. Uh, that actually has a storyline. But this was just someone fights another. Some up Brad's film knowledge and enjoyment in one anecdote. Likes the grey man, but dismissed Marvel. I've never dismissed Marvel. No, said anything bad about it. Really? Yeah. I mean, your Guardians of the Galaxy review. Could be on IMDb or IDMB, whatever one it is. Wasn't everyone the most positive. Heard, everyone's heard that guy did the Galaxy Review has been like, what the fuck is this bloke doing? My issue was, is I think Pat picked it up too much, and I think I was watching that, trying to spot one thing which just wasn't there in his favourite character was what? The Raccoon. Yeah, the Raccoon. And, which just surprised me, because wasn't really much to it. Right. Um, I will do it once, but still one of the top three trilogies of all time is Pitch Perfect. Uh, all right, we're going, we're going, we're going back into the back catalogue. On now. Marvel, though, quick question: What's this new Phase Five, Phase Six thing? Oh, it's always the same. So, like, they just have like a group of films, like in phases. So, like, the first few up to the first Avengers was Phase One, and then up to the next Avengers was Phase Two. So we just so kind gonna, of gone to the Yeah, yeah. To be fair Fantastic Four, isn't it? Yeah, I've never I've not actually this is gonna surprise people, but like the last three or four Marvel films I've not seen. And they used to be like first few days in the cinema, go and watch it. Put me, Jed, even I've seen them. So like the the one with the five rings I've not watched. I've not watched the new Doctor Strange Multiverse of Bandas or Thor. I might watch them this week, actually. Thor's only just been in cinemas, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Knowledge, eh? I've not been in the cinema for ages. I fucking love the cinema as well, and same. Yeah, one of my favourite things to do. Last time I was in the cinema was exactly a year ago when I went to see the People Just Do Nothing film with Jed. What a strange, what a strange week. Um, that was great film. Great film, definitely recommend. What a series as well. I'm actually currently rewatching it as my in the background sitcom I've got on at the moment. Nice, um, Brad. <clears throat> score predictions. I don't want to revisit it, but I feel like we have to. Um, if I were you, I definitely wouldn't revisit it. So. You for NRL got zero predictions, right? Yeah, I have all have provided a justification for some of those. What via Twitter or just via on the group? Yeah, so I was going to start docking points to say by the turnaround. So say if you went Cowboys by, let's just say if you went Shaft by two. Obviously, Cowboys won by two, so you could have got minus points, but I thought that might be a bit too complex. Um, I'm not going to reveal who's in the lead just yet. Yeah. But obviously, as you can work out, it's it's not Pat. It's not Pat, no. Um, I think I got two right and Jed got two right. Did any of us get the score right? Um, I think you said. How I've just my phone's just loading. Screw on set. You said Cowboys by three. Ooh, Cowboys by two. 
I Why said, did I say three? In what rugby league game is a winning margin three? I think you thought misconversion and drop goal difference. Yeah. Let me get the actual scores up. However, Pat, I'll give you one set. So And then I was really close to one of them. I said by seven, it was by eight. Might have been Bunnies. Was Bunnies by? Yeah, was it 20 points or 12? Yeah. Jeb, why did you say Cowboys by three? Are you sure I didn't say two and you uh, mistyped it? I'm not going to go back into the recording. Please can somebody do that for us? One of our uh, oh, I said, I said Canberra by seven. It was by eight. Ooh. Seven. What a fucking stupid number two. You no, know, yeah, but that's like a try and a drop goal. Like if you're up yeah. by six and kick a one-pointer, makes more sense than if you're up by two and kick a one-pointer. So I, nearly, I should really give myself two points. So I'll leave it at one. Uh, so we need to do oh and then I'll go on to Super League predictions which we all got the first game wrong yeah uh, so zero points uh, Huddersfield Salford Pat was closest because Pat said Salford by 16 so we'll give you Ooh. two points for that Pat thanks bollocks Just... he was 12 points out Dad get wrecked <laughs> Yeah, all right. What year is it? Jed, you said by <laughs> two, so you was even further out. So, NRL predictions for this week. We have... Who is it first? Eels v Raiders. Raiders. Go on, Pat. I think Raiders by... Six. I think it'll be a good game. Raiders are in some good form. Jed? Uh, I am going to go Eels by four. Is Mitch Moses out? He is. I'm going to go Raiders by ten. Uh, then we'll do reverse order for the next game, which is Bunnies v Sharks. Both just had an absolute slog. Going to be yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, that's a, I think that's going to be a class game. Like. Patrick, your third third to um. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. I'll go Bunnies by two. Jed. Sharks by one. Golden point again. I think I'm going to go for... Because I have been... Technically, I did nominate them as my team at the start of the season. I'm going to go uh, Bunnies by six. Nice. With the way things stand at the minute, are we all probably in favour of having the Cowboys win it? <laughs> no. Well, then you have to change your team you support. Do you know what? I think the Cowboys will bottle it and won't even get the final. I think whoever wins out of the games this weekend will... What, you think Raiders have beat Cowboys? Yeah, I think just if they're on a roll, if Raiders beat Eels, they'll beat Cowboys. Raiders-Panthers final is just something I do not want. You see, the only two teams that I saw beating Penrith have been bounced out in the first week. So, hold on. How does it work? Like, is it a draw? So, if, like, say Raiders win and Bunnies win, do they go into a draw or the Cowboys absolutely going to play either Sharks or or the Bunnies? So, Cowboys are definitely playing either Raiders or Eels. Panthers are definitely playing Bunnies or Sharks. But Bunnies and Sharks have just had an absolute bloodbath in the last game. They'll probably batter each other unless it's a whitewash. Yeah, so I think pa- Panthers will go through there, and I think I think the Cowboys will bottle it because they've had two weeks off. Interesting. Now the big ones, the one we all actually care about, Wigan v Leeds. Who's going first? Jed. This is yeah, this is difficult. Um, 
Because I didn't have Leeds beating Catalan, to be honest. Checked as, a lot, though. As showed by our predictions. Um, but I'm going to go Wigan, because uh, I backed them to win when we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. I backed them to win the whole thing. Uh, I'm going to go Wigan by 10. And I bet it's going to be a round score, like 30 points to 20. Pat, you go. I'm going to go uh, Wigan by eight. I'm going to go Wigan by 20. Ooh. 22, sorry. Ooh. Then, Saints v Salford. Which is essentially tricky one there. Jed with an asterisk v Brad. Why with an asterisk? Because... You, you might change if Salford beat Saints. Then... All right, I don't know. I don't know where this rhetoric's come from, because I've not changed the team I support in all my life. Granted, I only started supporting Penrith a couple of years ago, but I never really <laughs> had an NRL team. I I just started supporting Max Verstappen. As, as he crossed the line Abu Dhabi last year. <laughs> Look, did I have an orange flare just in case? I might have done. Um, go on, Brad. Is it you first? Um, yeah, I will go Salford by 12. Come on, even you must know that's not possible. I'm going to clip that and put it on our social media that doesn't exist. Yeah, our social media presence that doesn't exist. We have social media, the presence is what doesn't. We've been getting some really random photos recently. Pat, on, Pat. Who are you... So, uh, not to cause divisions, so I'm I'm not going with my heart. I've just looked up there what the racing post is saying, so I'll back the bookie and go for Salford by 10+. plus. Is that what the bookies are saying? Yeah. Mad. The we Racing are... Post classic rugby league. Rugby league under yeah, tree. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to check the bookies, but an actual bookies. Well, no, the book the actual bookies said Saints to win it, obviously. That's boring. So the Racing Post has actually written an article on it, and I thought that was funny. All right. Sports. Um, I actually, I I think Saints are going to win by eight, but I do want to see what that Fred said. I want to check Sky, but um, yeah, Saints by eight is my bet. Where the fuck? Why can't you, Pat? Do you know when you've read Salford by plus 10? Yeah. Do you know what I mean to handicap that will win by having 10? If we have 10 or less points. Brad, I didn't read it that much, mate. <laughs> just just going for it. No, when it says plus 10, it means at the end of the game, you add 10 points to Salford's score. Yeah. And then they win. win. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well. the, the line on Betfred is Salford's uh, plus 10. I'll say it's minus 10. Should tail us up there, really, shouldn't you? Yeah, I won't be that. I won't be so sure, but I'll back the boys. Right, good. Another good round of predictions there. I think we're on to everyone's new favourite part of the podcast now. Phones ready for the music. Play along at home. It's time for Pat Stats. Thanks. Have you done your jingle yet? I thought you would play the jingle. Oh, do you want me to... Do you want to just... We keep oh, the same no, jingle? No, no, yeah, we'll... Oh, we'll get another oh, we've jingle. actually got a jingle. I think oh, we need yeah. a new jingle each week. Yeah, yeah, no, that... Yeah, we definitely do. Um, what about it? I don't know which one to use. Got one here if if you think. Go on. Uh, right there. Right there. 
I just want to wait there. I just want to make sure that it's the right one. This is not good. Podcast. Yeah, it's the right one. Is that the Horse of the Year show theme? No, it's the um, Portsmouth 1, Southampton United. <laughs> no. So, uh, so I think that's actually the best one. I'm going to keep that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, Pat, stats this week. I'm not going to tell you how many are Mayo. You have to determine that. But um, I've got a, I've thrown a fact in here as well because I just heard it and thought it was funny, um, whether it's Mayo or not. Is is up to you. So um, I'll hit you with them. Is it three uh, again? No, I've got four. Okay. So this week, uh, Halifax beat Widnes away for the first time in twelve years. Um, at his current strike rate, and if he was to play every minute of the Premier League, Erling Haaland's on to score seventy goals this season. Does that include in, training goals? No. <laughs> just playing goals and just for say. Um in the run up to finals footy, Nelson Solomona gave an interview to say how he was bullied at school. <laughs> can't, you can't even do this. He was bullied at school for being the smallest. Who's that? Nelson Solomona, the storm prop. Oh right, yeah. Nice. And uh pigs never stop growing. I think there's a four there. True, false, true, false. True, um, but... I think... I mean, I I even think you're not boring enough to make up that um, witness in Halifax one, so I think <laughs> that's true. Quite enjoyed uh, that, though. But, yeah. Is it true? It is true. Can uh, I ask... What? Oh, go on. No, I'll ask a question after, after we've figured out what the answers are. Oh, I was just going to say, what's the next stat? Uh, there is a, his current strike... Oh, I can't remember which one I got. Uh, his current strike rate, Erlen Haaland's on to score 70 goals. Yeah, I think that's true. Brad? False. No, that's true. He's currently on an average of 1.86 goals per 90 minutes. Nice. No, he's not. He scored 10 goals in six games. That's 1.6. That makes out 63 goals a year. Brad, I'll send you the article. <laughs> Not having this. Um, and then Nelson oh, Solomon. Nelson Solomon got bullied at school for being the smallest. I think that's false. I'll go true. Grew up in New Zealand, didn't he? That's Mayo. He's always been oh, massive. I'm free to <laughs> free. <laughs> um, and last. But not least, pigs never stop growing. True. Brad? Did you buy the one that we saw at that farm in Newcastle? Massive, wasn't it? Oh, scary big. Huge. It, it's like massive. He, like as big as a cow. He's not stopped growing, has he? Mm, has he? I'm going to say false. They do stop growing. Yeah, they're animals. Animals stop growing. <laughs> Where did that <laughs> come from? <laughs> Just when me saw I'm confused there. Did you say true, Pig... Pat? No, pigs, pigs definitely stop growing. <laughs> they're animals with a skeleton. Well, well there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Also on my list, I have broccoli, ham, rolls and tomatoes. Because <laughs> my stats and my shopping list line up. Can I ask <laughs> which one you got from Freesport? I was watching Halifax versus Widness on Freesport 1. Nice. That Plus... is like... That's a level of rugby league niche watching that even me and Brad don't want to um, admit yeah. to. 
was pretty niche, like. Well, there you are. Um, let me just uh, finish off this segment and hand over to you, yeah. Jed. Thank you. All right, shall we go to Jed's story of the week? Yeah. Yes. That's what we're so, here for. This week, my story is about F1 and the nepotism that is involved in F1. So, and it's about the one person that has not scored any world championship points this year, Nicholas Latifi. So, he drives for Williams, and this week Alex Albon, his teammate, was injured. Not injured, but he had to have an operation because he had appendicitis. So, their reserve driver... Is it Nick DeVries? Is he called Nick? Yeah. Nick well, DeVries. It's Nike, isn't it? N-Y-C-K. Yeah. Uh, racing his first ever F1 race. In the same car as Nicholas Latifi. He came ninth, so he got two points. So, debut race, scored in the points. Did really well. Chad? So, yes. If they're in the same car, how did they finish at different points? <laughs> um... So that now means, Brad, you are so impressed with yourself at that, and you shouldn't be. <laughs> I just saw, saw Pat's mind slowly get the joke, joke, and then started to laugh. <laughs> no, it was more, it was, to be fair, it was more just hearing you giggling in the background that got me. It was just how you're, you're in that dimly lit room again and all you could see was just your like teeth going up and down as you were giggling <laughs> sorry right, Dad, we've interrupted your story. segment yeah you have you have my segment that i struggled to find this week uh so nicholas latifi is now placed 21st on the grid of 20 drivers for the world championship this year mm. um and it just got me wondering, is nepotism getting too much in F1? Because F1 is supposed to be held as like the creme de la creme of motorsport. But obviously Latifi's dad owns Safina, who are a main sponsor of Williams. So that's... But I'm not doubting that he's an all right driver. But I'm just saying, should F1 be held as such high regard when you can buy your way into a seat? Latifi, Stroll, Mazepin. It's been done in the past. Um, And yeah, is it too money-driven? And then it also got me thinking, is it the same in NRL? But not with money, but with coaches and their sons. Like, is Billy Walters and is Jake Arthur the best options for Brisbane and Para, respectively? Um, I think, obviously, we'll touch on the F1 to begin with. I think money in F1 is just... We're like monopoly money into it, not just from like race drivers being picked by the dads. Like even the races that they're picking is just all so money orientated that it obviously just plays like a massive factor. Obviously, yeah. the Mazepin one was probably the worst one because he actually was dreadful at driving F1 cars. Is it but just more obvious in F1? Scored. What's that? Is it just more obvious in F1? Yeah, I think like, so. Do you not think like that sort of nepotism exists in all sport, but but it's just really obvious in F1 because obviously there's only, like you said, 20 people doing it. Mm. So like the money gets more ridiculous and the, like, the sponsorship gets more ridiculous until they I get do, in. I do think with, like, with the way F1, like all drivers in F1, obviously Hamilton's an anomaly, all drivers before they went into F1, were already, the families were already millionaires, or the families already got, got into a certain position because for an F1 driver, it's so much commitment, but it's just so expensive too. So yeah. there's obviously already yeah. that factor of money money playing a bit of a bit of a bit of a role. But then, like but, you look at other sports, obviously you mentioned rugby league, you still got to be like tough as nails, and mostly like obviously Walters, Cleary, and stuff. They're coming from parents who've already played professional 
rugby game. So yeah, totally, totally in their genes to be sportsmen, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't look at Billy Walters and go, "Oh, you should be playing for Brisbane." He's. I think he's put a shift in this year, but. Oh yeah, I do, completely agree. I just look, thought uh, look, you look at the team and go, "There's a bit of an issue there that." You're just not scoring points. And I have a bet with Ellen Primitch every week I go, I bet you we'll see if he crashes this week or doesn't finish. And now yeah, same with Stroll. Yeah. Again, Stroll, yeah. I do not finish this weekend. Yeah. But like teams, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's because of money though, isn't it? Because like, if they actually had a rule and if, if you scored points, like if a sub-driver came in and scored World Championship points, then they'd automatically get selected over those who aren't scoring points. Yeah. But even uh, like, so, Nick DeVries, he's come, so on Friday or something, he was still in F2, driving a completely different car, got the call Saturday saying, you need to come and drive the F1 car because Alex can't drive to his hill. Outplaced him in qualifying by a lot and then got ninth or 10th. Yeah, it's mental. Yeah, I mean, in yeah, he's been lapped in every one, but one, two, three, four races this year. Latifi, he's finished twelfth. That's the highest he's finished, and then twelfth once, fourteenth once. Yeah, it is a it is interesting. He has only All... had seven seven points in his whole career. Yeah, it's just mental. Um, also, Max Verstappen is a joke of an F1 drive. Just too good? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's Jed's story this week. I promise I will keep an eye out for more interesting stories next week. But I just thought it was a little bit of... No, uh, I enjoyed it. Something I love to it, yeah. And now, our... Feature of the week is going to be a little discussion, a little group review on Arsenal's All or Nothing documentary. That way I've all watched. I mean, I've finished it. I'm not sure where you two are up to. I've watched four episodes. Nice. Since when? What do you mean, since when? When did you, when did you watch your first episode? Ages ago. I watched. I watched one yesterday and one today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm two episodes in. Uh, I must say, the cars flying around and the money flying around, it's just a completely different world, isn't it? Like yeah. Episode one, Aubameyang coming in in a full gold tracksuit, in a full gold 4x4 four four Lamborghini. It is just ridiculous. It's silly, isn't it? Yeah, um... I think, I mean, I'm not sure if you've watched uh, any of the other All or Nothing documentaries, but I just think a lot like F1, nice little segue, the money in football, like in oh. every aspect of it, is just an absolute joke. Yeah, it's nuts. Like that clip with Ben White, when he's saying the kids are giving him sticks, saying, how's he worth 50 million? Like, yeah. Do you reckon when they're saying that, do you reckon they just think, oh, 50 million, it's not a lot? No, obviously it is a lot. Really nah. Like... Surely there's an element of, like, it not feeling real. Like, imagine if someone had just put a 50 million pound price on your head. It's wild. I yeah. mean, when somebody sees me in my new budgies, they might do. Yeah, true. Um, so, yeah, early, early thoughts of... Mikel Arteta because I think he's a very good coach and he really gets football but he is a bit of an odd bloke oh you've got it's that genius is into they've always got to be something odd and I think he's probably going to be a really good coach but he does have some weird tendencies done to I'm not sure if it might be like cultural like language thing but I like his pre-match team talks when he draws stuff on the board yeah, I like that too. I do think it's a bit weird, but I was like, it was when he was explaining how hospital teams work, 
to like all these footballers and I did think that's a bit weird and then someone was like you'd have to realize that footballers generally don't have many qualifications so you have to sort of like explain it at a level that they'll understand and I was like yeah but still he's drawn a heart a massive heart on the board and he's getting really animated by it I I think it has the the sport doco effect though that's my personal view. I think Arteta is good. I think it is a good TV program. But, like, it just makes me more emotionally invested in that team despite having, like, no, no prior interest in them. So, like, you know, Brad, you haven't seen this episode yet, and I'm not, like, it's not a spoiler, but, like, at one point the photographer comes in at the dressing room. Yeah. And, like, he's been doing it for 30 years, and he's, like, welling up doing a team, like, a pre-game team talk. And he's like, you know, you're my team. Like, I've supported you for 30 years. And you can sort of see, like, it's quite nice. You can sort of see the emotion. You're like, fair play. Like, this is good. Like, when I, like Sunderland till I die, it's the same effect. The photographer's doing a team talk. Yeah. Is it? It's only on, like, a one-off. Um, yeah, he comes in and he's like, you know, I, like, everyone, it was the North London derby, so he's just a bit of emotion behind it. My closing statement on this, not closing statement, but the last thing I'll say is you know when you see these like behind the uh, scenes sort of docos and it makes celebs look a bit more normal and a bit like shines them in a better light than the press does. In my opinion, it's made Pierre Emerick Aubameyang even worse. Like people don't like him, and the doco just makes him more dislikable. Yeah, I think yeah. that's off his own doing though. And like, I'm not sure where you're up to with all of his saga. Obviously, that kicked off last year. Like. I think they've left stuff out as well. Like, it could have been a lot worse for him. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, go on, Brad. Do you, honestly, within 30 seconds of watching it and watching you drive, you know, and what an absolute dickhead. Yeah. And that just set, I think that, I think they played really well, they set in the tone. I was like, you see, there's definitely something there. And I think that's an exciting build, like, they're showing a lot of the younger lads. Obviously, they're sh- um, showing Ramsdale get signed, which is quite nice. Obviously, showing his family and stuff, which is up, which is also it's always mint. Into I, I love watching NRL lads get the debut and ringing like the the mum and dad saying, "Oh, yeah, I'm playing this week." So it's, it's just a massive buzz. So that was nice to see. I think they, they played that quite well. And I, I don't think they show it from what I've seen anyway. They're not showing anything like of. Of the players being negative or anything like that, but I'm not at the point where they start getting beat yet. So. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think like, I I was always or like I'm indifferent about most football teams to be honest. But like I watched the City all or nothing, and I, like, after it, I was like, yeah, fair enough, they're a good team. But I wasn't like, oh yeah, I really like the players and what they're doing because. Obviously, it's just obvious that they've just got the best players and best manager. But this Arsenal team, like, I've now got a, like, as you said, Pat, you get invested in them a little bit. And now I think it's because they're a young team of, like, players that maybe have not had it as easy, like, coming through. And, yeah, yeah I just want them to do well. And I just think Arteta is just, like, a mad genius. Do you not think, though, obviously... So I think City was the first all or nothing. It was the first so, football one. Yeah, oh yeah, first football one. So maybe that played a bit of a factor in. Obviously, the other players would have probably watched that and then they know, I'm not saying they know how to act and stuff, but I think the clubs will know what they want to show and what they don't want to show. Yeah, like, yeah. Whereas I think City probably went, because the, the, the season City did it, they blew, I think it was when they got like 98 points, they blew everyone out of the water. I think the only issue they had was that Benjamin, Benjamin Mendy got injured. But I did it now. Going to, Benjamin, going to court Benjamin Mendy, that'd be class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't I think, I don't think yeah, they go to court with him. Um, <laughs> Somehow. The only thing I'd, I'd say on the uh, on that um, bit around, like, where would you want to see... Where would you want to see the next All or Nothing go? Like, if you could decide on... The next series of all or nothing, any sport, any event, what would it be? Software oh, Devils. Mm. What? Keith Lee Cougars. Keith Lee Cougars, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> no, I that think, is I, that is class. It's like coming off a big, a, an unbeaten season. Yeah. Semi pro amateur league, uh, semi pro rugby league, be class. England for the World Cup rugby league. Yeah, that'd be sick. Or like Shall one of just the, giving, um, it the, giving it the meat pie at half time. Yeah. Or, I mean, obviously any rugby league team, like any professional rugby league team in Australia or England or any national yeah. team, I'd love to see. Um, I mean, talking like a little bit out there, one of my favourite, I know it wasn't all or nothing, but it was similar. The test, the Australia test. Yeah. Oh, the Australia cricket team docker on Amazon is probably one of my favourite, even though it is Australia. Um, so I wouldn't mind an England version of that. That'd be good. The uh, one that I was thinking of, which is a bit of an outside shout, but I think it'd be cool to make one about the Ryder Cup. So, like, follow the players individually for, like, a tournament and then oh, get them all yeah. together. Yeah. And then all get them together in the Ryder Cup. I still yeah. don't think, as sporting documentaries go, I don't think anything trumps uh, Draft to Survive. No, no I think it's class. The best by far. Personally. Yeah, as like a live season one. I do agree. Yeah. Also, have either of you watched the Ben Stokes documentary? No, I've seen advertised, not watched it yet. Watch it. It's so good. He does seem a nice guy. Yeah, it's just like Yeah. It's very, very well made as well, because it was made by Sam Mendes. The Rooney one's meant to be quite good too. Yeah. I've not seen that either. No, so, right then, fellas. Yeah, if you want to get in touch, please email us at uh, talkingheadsandtails at gmail.com and if you want to get, and tweet us on THT Pod. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Cheers, boys. See you later. Bye.